I mean, don't get me wrong. Some runs are hot and sweaty and they're just miserable and you don't like it. That's not what I'm talking about. But you, you shouldn't have dread for the training. You shouldn't have dread for the long runs or the entire process. And the thought of crossing 13.1 start line 5K, whatever you're building up to, but your 13.1 here is you should be excited. You should want to do it. And, and if you have anger or stress or frustration, then your big picture isn't isn't the big, is, you're not seeing the big picture of it. Are you constantly worried about getting injured or you don't know how to get faster as a runner and you want to continue to run for stress relief, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Healthy Runner, the only place that provides you with training tips, injury recovery, and prevention tools with actionable strategies by experts in the running industry so you can develop a stronger running body and feel confident that you can overcome any obstacle as a runner. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty, avid runner, running physical therapist and coach, educator, founder of Spark Healthy Runner, where we help dedicated runners get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running with the perfect online running coach, even if you've been told to stop running with an injury or you think coaching is just for fast runners. Learn more about our signature coaching program at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. Every week on the show, we coach you to grow as a runner, just like the process of building a strong, durable home that will last a lifetime requiring little maintenance. The design and planning is your mindset. The foundation is your strength training. The framing is your run plan. The electrical and plumbing is your nutrition. The insulation, drywall, and flooring is your recovery. The landscaping and exterior is your race strategy. If you master the six parts of growing as a runner, your running will be strong and last long, hitting PRs well into your 40s, 50s, and beyond. Every week, we help a runner just like you build their dream home. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. This episode is powered by UCAN, fuel smarter during a run with the best no sugar energy gel on the market, delivering up to 75 minutes plus of steady energy to power your best running performance. If you've been listening to this podcast and you know how important it is to fuel your body for your runs, especially those long runs and races. And one of the biggest questions we get from our athletes is, what should I take with me during a run in order to get that fuel in? And our Healthy Runner coaching team and I have been using UCAN Energy Gels for all of our long runs and races since it launched over a year ago now. We recommend it to all our athletes because it's not made up of sugar, which means it's easy on the stomach, especially for those of you who haven't responded to other gels. The other thing I love about it is the consistency is not thick like its competitors, so it goes down nice and easy, especially when you're running at a hard effort or it's really hot outside. And the other thing is it tastes amazing. So my personal favorite flavor is the strawberry banana um, with pineapple finishing in a close second. However, the most important reason that we recommend it to our athletes, and I use it myself, to power my runs is because it provides that long lasting energy that we need in order to crush that long run or race. So now that you're a part of our Healthy Runner community, you will get 20% off 
all your orders using the special link I have in the show notes. Just go to youcan.co, that's .co, not .com, forward slash healthy runner and use the code healthy runner during checkout when placing your order to get your 20% off go ahead and give you can energy gel a try for your next long run trust me you won't regret it are you ready to run a half marathon half marathon training are you prepared to go the distance are you up for the challenge Running a half marathon is no easy task. It requires commitment, dedication, and a whole lot of training. But the feeling of crossing the finish line is absolutely incredible. So are you prepared to go the distance? Let's find out. Welcome to episode 193 on the Healthy Runner podcast, where we help you get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. I have Coach Latoya Felton from our Healthy Runner coaching team with me here today to tackle this topic. Coach Latoya, what's going on? How are you doing today? Hi, guys. Hi, Dwayne. I am well. I'm thrilled to talk running. That's what I love to do. So let's talk about it, shall we? Mm-hmm. We shall, indeed. And if you don't mind uh, letting all the new listeners in our audience kind of know who you are, um, where you call home and tell us like why you love running or why you love being a run coach. All right. Well, I got a lot to cover there. Let's see if I can do it. So coach Latoya, Latoya Felton. I live here in Wallingford, Connecticut. The, the local Farmington Greenway trails and, and streets have been my, my stomping ground for, for quite a while, hitting the streets and, and running lots of miles with, with friends, with family for the past few years. And I love running because it keeps me sane. I call myself a busy mom, busy mom runner. When it was my daughter, it was coaching cheerleading and handling running and work. Now that I have my son, I've got Boy Scouts. I've got volunteer work. I've got coaching. I've got life. I have running. So I am busy and I figure out how to make it all work. And I want to be able to help all those people looking to start running a half marathon, a race, a 5k, whatever it is, figure it out. And, and that's what I love about being a run coach. Uh, being a run coach helps me take all those, I can't get it in, I can't make it happen, I don't have the time, I don't have the skills, and, and say, stop, take a breath, you certainly do, and I'm going to be right here along the way with you to say, hey, that's a win, that's a win, here's a pocket, you can do it here, you can do it there, and before you know it, someone is crossing the finish line, 13.1 miles, 5K, whatever it is their goal is, I'm helping them achieve that because it's one of the things I love to do is help people find ways to make it happen and you can make it happen. Yes. And you do help so many like make it happen. I know we are kind of half, uh, halfway through or past the halfway mark with our half marathon group coaching, uh, training program that you lead, uh, right now. And yeah, they are just like crushing the training getting it done, putting the work in oh, they and they're getting ready for their fall half marathon, right? So they are absolutely getting ready. We have, oh, I don't know, 14, 15 athletes. I don't remember. I've got, I've got so many runners and I'm so excited for all of them to be over, over eight weeks in long runs are done. Tempo runs. If you're ready for them, easy runs are, are going through. And I've seen progress from all of the athletes, whether they were first time never run a half marathon, signed up eight weeks in there, feeling confident and strong. I've got some seasoned people in there. This is for all all levels. We, we, we do this a couple times 
of the year. And it's two of my favorite times of the year to do it is to see everybody run strong and, and get together. Um, one person that comes to my mind with this, this training program, this eight week session right now is Neil. Neil is a fast twitch guy. He has run five K's when he was in high school, all the way up into adulthood. I'm not giving away his age into adulthood. And, <laughs> and he wasn't sure that he was going to run 13 miles. That was long and slow. And he had to do it a little slower than he's used to. I can tell you this is his second go around with a half marathon. He is now working in tempo runs, crushing them because he's running properly for his long distance runs in the week and his long run. And he's hitting those tempo runs strong and invigorated and seeing that he can do both the fast and the easy effort pace and how they marry well together. So kudos, kudos to you, Neil, for, for, trusting the process, trusting you. And I can't wait to see how all of the athletes do, uh, Neil and everyone else when, when they finish their cross or fall race, half marathons coming up for four short weeks. I'm rooting for you guys. I'm right here to help you all along the way. Yeah, they're, they're doing awesome. And it was great to see, uh, Neil at the new Haven road race, uh, that we were at and he absolutely crushed his relay um, getting some negative splits there and yeah, and he's training only for his second half marathon. Um, and he's doing a wonderful job and I just love seeing the progress within that group, um, as well. And I guess I should probably mention for those that are tuning into this episode and want to figure out really if they are ready to run a half marathon or if they should be running the half marathon that they signed up for then you definitely want to make sure you check out episode 191 on the Healthy Runner podcast that I talked with Coach Whitney about like five half marathon training mistakes to avoid. Um, because if you haven't listened to that one yet, you'll also get some really good information on that episode. So just kind of linking that in. But I, as, as Coach Latoya and I were messaging each other today about what we were going to talk about, um, Coach Latoya shared this kind of framework for you to think about as you're considering, you know, should you be running this half marathon or should I sign up? Maybe you've been like secretly training, right? And you're like, do I sign up for this half marathon in a couple of weeks, next month, six weeks away? And Coach Latoya really thought of this in like a framework of like red light, yellow light, green light, right? I, I think like, I don't know, when I was a kid, did you ever play yes, like red light, absolutely. green light, one, two, three? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I like use that for my college students and they look at me like I have 10 uh, heads. They're like, yeah. what are you talking about? Dude, you're so old, right? Like they're probably saying in their, their head. Um, so I'm glad I could actually mention that <laughs> reference. And I'm sure a lot of the podcast listeners can probably have a little chuckle and be like, oh yeah, I remember playing that game when I was a kid. Um, like when we actually used to play outside and not like on a video game or just like TikTok and Snapchat, uh, you know, our friends um, when we were teenagers. <laughs> Um, so yeah, if you don't mind, let's get right into today's topic of, you know, just cause this is a common question that we get a lot and I hear a lot of runners kind of struggle with this. And sometimes, honestly, quite frankly, we see a lot of runners after the fact when they perhaps made the wrong decision, um, and maybe they got injured and maybe they just had a terrible race and then they seek out coaching and I'm glad that they're looking for guidance now and they want to do it the right way. Um, but maybe they should have 
not run the half marathon. And that's really fits into this kind of red light classification. Is that correct? I think that's absolutely right. And I think you've got a good point is that red light. Sometimes people don't realize we have to turn those red lights into lessons and we don't realize that till afterwards. And as long as we don't repeat the things we're going to talk about, then we don't have to ever one talk about those red lights again and their lessons and we learn from them and we grow. And every race is different. Just like every run is different. Every day of training is different based on so many things. As long as we recover and learn from these red light points, then it makes you all the smarter of a runner. It really does. It sets yourself up for success for the next one. And we want you to have the mindset to want to run more, really. I love it. And yeah, it's part of learning, right? It's a learning journey and you're not learning if you're not making mistakes. And I just love how you said that, that it's only a problem is if you repeat the same mistake again, right? So um, we're here to kind of hopefully uh, correct those mistakes, right? And so you don't repeat those mistakes. So what are some of the considerations um, that would be a red light for you that you would really probably recommend someone actually not run. Like we're all for running here, right? Like, Absolutely. you know, look at the medals, right? Like we love the half marathon distance, right? It's like, I've shared this before. It's my favorite distance. It's the most races I've ever done. Um, yeah, I want as many people to run half marathons, but there are circumstances that maybe you shouldn't actually run this half marathon and wait. Um, what are those um, conditions or situations. So I am not going to shoot anybody down from running. I'm going to have you reframe it and make it a goal that's right for you and attainable and right where you're at. But some of these red lights are almost non-negotiables in, in my opinion. And I guess we could go down the rabbit hole. But if we went down that rabbit hole, the outcome wouldn't be the same as if we just stopped, took a breath and made a better decision to move for the next race or the next run or whatever it is. So a, a red light for me is, I really think less than 12 weeks of training. But we, we have some of those spur of the moment people who are like, I just saw a half marathon the next town over. I'm going to hop on. I've got four weeks to get ready for it. Not going to happen. You can run that race. It won't be pretty. And I'd like to think your perspective and potential for injury is going to be so large. It's going to keep you from running another race real soon. Um, just the rehab alone, if you do get injured, keeps you down. If you had just said, all right, I'm not going to run this race in four weeks. I'm going to run the one in, in 12 weeks from now, because there's always going to be another race. There, there are thousands of races. Pick the town, pick the hills. Destination doesn't mean four weeks, only half marathon to run. Stop and find a better choice. Nope, nope, nope. I think it's important to, to realize time is on your side. You need time. You need your body to acclimate to things. And in my opinion, the, the base building, the training, and the long runs, and then the tapering are so crucial. If you're not getting that, you're, you're missing some things for your body and your mind. Absolutely, your mind. It's a mind game out there, especially when you're not trained properly. Mm-hmm. All right. So if we, we haven't been consistently running, essentially, um, for a, at least a 12-week period, you know, we don't want to jump in a half marathon race, even if we've done half marathons years ago. You used to always do half marathons. You ran a bunch of half marathons in your 20s. And maybe now you're post baby, right? Maybe you've taken some years off 
and you're like, you know what? I got to get back, you know, in my fitness. I got to get back in my health goals. Maybe I, I need to lose a little weight. And you know what? Let me just sign up for this half marathon. And it turns out you've really been really inconsistent with your training and, or maybe you only got like five weeks of running in consistently. So you're saying it's not worth it. It's not worth the risk. Don't run the half marathon. Absolutely not. Time is your friend when it comes to running and we need to, to be patient. That's what, I mean, part of, part of being a runner is harnessing and disciplining yourself to be patient. It's, it's so much more uh, enjoyable when you work for it and you long for it and that time comes, it, it, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to feel totally different four weeks in to jumping into a half marathon versus 12 weeks into training, minimum of 12 weeks. You might need more. It depends on where you are and, and how things are, things really go. But you really need to have time. You, I've, I've seen people just sign up for races and I just, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. The injuries happen. I mean, that's one way to, to really put yourself behind the eight ball is, is to run without proper training. You need time on your feet. All right. So what other things are, um, kind of stop, do not pass, go, um, you know, where you're not going to actually run the race and it's a red light major, major red light is our joints, joint pain, joints, sharp, numb, tingling after the wrong run, during the long run, they get worse after the long run. If you have major joint pain and that race is, is close by, then we have to stop and we have to say, Hey, I, I've got to think about the big picture plan, the long range plan, because once that, that joint is compromised, one, I have rehab two, I have the mental frustration of the pain of the hurt, maybe even regret. I knew I shouldn't have run, but I wanted to anyway. That major joint pain can snowball into so many bigger problems. It, it really does, and it's not supposed to. It's not supposed to suck when you run. You're not supposed to be in gut wrenching pain. And if you're, if that's the case, then I think we need to reevaluate your strategy. If you had one, we don't want to, I want you to keep coming back for more and any kind of joint pain that's exacerbated during your training is not just going to go away on race day. You shouldn't push through it. Don't push through it. Get what you need. Take the time back off from the race, heal yourself, and then go back at it again. So you can come back at it again. Because that might be a one and done for you, really. If you hurt yourself poorly enough, you're not, you may not want to come back. You may get frustrated from the pain, from the rehab, from all of that. And there goes your running. And you loved it, right? You had such a good time. Be smart with it. Seek counsel, medical counsel. Uh, and you see, is this, the, is this something I can continue on? How should I continue? And then get a game plan. I mean, you can turn to... A, a running coach turn to a physical therapist or an orthopedist or a doctor who has a sports mindset, which is different than some of our, our doctors today. We want to find someone that's going to not just tell you to stop running and some will because they're not fully on the same page, but stop before you get to that point where you have to go and seek medical care because you're, you're limping around all day. Not worth it. 
Yeah, I obviously couldn't agree more. Um, (laughs) And this is something actually I just onboarding a new client uh, just before we uh, hopped on this uh, recording. And, you know, some of the variables that I was asking him with hamstring pain specifically was, you know, what is your pain level during your run? And then, okay, how long did it last after your run? And if your pain's lingering right after your run for hours and or days, like, yeah, no, you should not be running a half marathon race. And especially if your pain levels are above a four out of 10 pain, if you had to rate it on a scale from zero to 10, right? Those are some of the kind of red flag items that, yeah, you're, you know, you're probably, it's not going to do your best interest of really running this race right now. And maybe we need to reframe your goals and think about, no, you don't, maybe necessarily need to stop running, right? Depending upon the injury, all of that, those variables you mentioned, but let's back off some of your training, allow your body to get healthy and heal with the right strategies to address that injury, like you said, and then we can build up and, you know, go to run and live another day and enjoy lifelong injury-free running versus force the issue. I need to run this half marathon this fall because I always do it every year, or I haven't run it in so long. My friend's running it and, or I'm turning 40 and, or I'm turning 50 and I need to run this race because I said I would do it. Um, yeah. If you got this major injury going on, I would agree. It's a red light for me. Any other uh, variables uh, that you would recommend to not run the half marathon race? Absolutely. Sometimes we have such a myopic view of things and we've got to do it and we have to do it now. We lose sight of the big picture. And when you have a big picture in mind, it's easier to see the end. If you're taking advantage and using uh, a run coach and your run coach says, don't, not a good idea against my advice strongly, you can do what you want to do, but I don't think it's a good idea. Respect that. You're coming to that coach for their expertise, for their insight, for their knowledge, for their idea and ability to keep the big picture focused because we do get myopic when we're training. Got to get the runs in. Got to get the miles. Oh, the salt tabs and the goose. Got to focus, focus, focus. And we forget sometimes the big picture. And that coach has your best benefit at, in, at hand. And if, if they say no good, they're not doing it to punish you. They're not doing it because they want to see you sad. They, they're doing it because they want to see your success. And that happens by being disciplined and trusting yourself and trusting the, the people you trusted to get you there. So that's a, that's, that's a big one. If, if someone that you respect says, don't do it. And someone who knows what they're doing, not, not just, you know, your mother or your grandmother, Oh, you're running too hard, baby. Don't do that. You're going to hurt yourself. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about somebody who, who's got the understanding of, of training plans and, and of you and how you run. Please really consider not running. We want you to come back for more and more and more. And, and you may not, it's definitely not worth it. It's amazing how many of our clients, probably like the the most, um, the greatest benefit we can have sometimes is protecting them from being their own worst enemy, True. right? There are so many yeah. runners that um, overdo it. Yeah. Um, they know and they'll even, you know, admit it and say like, I'm my own worst enemy. You know what? I'm finally relinquishing control and 
you are the expert in this area and okay, I'm offloading this to you. I will follow your directions. Like that's sometimes one of the best things you can do. And just like you said, getting the objective view and not having that subjective emotional decision-making of it's you and yourself. Like, yeah, if you're working with a run coach, like listen to their advice, right? Like they're going to give you that objective view and, and really have your best interest in mind for the long run pun intended there, right? Not just for, you know, the race. So I would agree if coach says to not run that race, then you should probably listen to coach. I I, I agree wholeheartedly with that one. And, you know, I've had to be on the delivering end of some of that, that bad news to say, listen, I mean, I'm going to be here for you if you run this race. But I I can tell you, it's not going to go well. It's not. I'm not Susie Sunshine. I'm not playing Pollyanna. Here's why it's not going to go well. And it wasn't comfortable for either of us to to hear and handle. But I I delivered that information because I I saw the big picture. I had the big picture in mind and and they they were just so focused. And and they this athlete has absolutely come to the reckoning that all right, I respect what you say. I respect my body enough to stop and slow down. Let's reframe. Let's build back up. Let's keep going. Thank you for having my back. So it, those red lights are not red lights forever. I mean, we, we've sat at the traffic lights. We're like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Why is it not turning to green? Let's go. So if we don't listen and respect ourselves, the body and the perspectives, then that red light never changes to a green light. So, and, and green lights are ahead. I promise it's not all red lights. Oh, I love that analogy. I love it. I love it. Yes, it doesn't last forever. And those conversations are the difficult conversations, yeah. right? And yeah. I hate telling an athlete that. Um, but I'm going to be honest with them and tell them like, uh, I'm in this for your long-term health. And like when we work with athletes in our program, you know, we tell them first and foremost, you know, we want you to enjoy running forever, not just run for this yeah. particular race, right? And, you know, we don't, kind of market our services or say like, Hey, we're going to get you your PR for X half marathon, right? It, it's not only about the time on the clock and you're just trying to run this, right? Like we want you to actually embrace the dedication, consistency, the enjoyment of running and be able to enjoy all of the positive benefits of running for many, many years to come, like long after you're not working with us. Right. So those conversations are difficult, but I think when we're honest and, you know, I could think of an athlete that coach cat just had this conversation with as well. Um, and it is for the better and there will be another half marathon. And like you said, that red light is not going to be stuck at a red light forever. Um, it will eventually turn green. (laughs) I love it. Any other, um, red light items that you would really recommend someone to not run the half? So I, I, I think that we, we segue really nicely in, in something I wanted to talk about is, is you know what? You've, you've got to love what you're doing. You have to enjoy the process. Training shouldn't suck. It shouldn't be miserable. You, you, you shouldn't... I mean, don't get me wrong. Some runs are hot and sweaty and they're just miserable and you don't like it. That's not what I'm talking about. But you you shouldn't have dread for the training. You shouldn't have dread for the long runs or the entire process. 
And the thought of crossing 13.1 start line 5k, whatever you're building up to, but your 13.1 here is you should be excited. You should want to do it. And, and if you have anger or stress or frustration, then your big picture isn't, isn't the big, is, you're not seeing the big picture of it. And maybe this isn't for you. So that red light is never going to change to green. It's never it, with, with that mindset, because maybe you shouldn't be doing it. And maybe you shouldn't be running that right now. Maybe now is not your season or your chapter. Doesn't mean forever, but you, you have to be able to do it. No one wants to have 13.1 miles ahead of them and absolute dread and frustration and anger. Why, why am I doing this? You have to have the right why. And that's individual. The half marathon distance is so personal. It's so individual. You have to have your reason. And if you're running because your sister wants you to run a race with her or the guy you're dating thinks it's a good idea and you hate running, but he's really cute and you think you should do it anyway, that's wrong. Wrong reason. Don't do it. I, I know people. These are real life cases, guys. I'm not just <laughs> making this up. Um, it, it's just not worth it. You're going to become resentful to to the run, resentful to to other people. And, and that's just not what you want. We, we want lifelong running. We want happiness. We want you to see the benefits and the, the, the benefits of training and running absolutely touch every facet of your life when you do it right. And when you do it wrong and you shouldn't be doing it, those benefits touch. They're not benefits. Those effects touch every part of your life from you being nasty to the, the barista at Starbucks, to snapping at a coworker, to, to not being kind to your, your child or your partner. It, it really, let's get the perspective right. Maybe you shouldn't be running and that's okay. Find a different time to do it, regroup, but love it. Love what you're doing or, or don't do it. Yeah. You shouldn't hate it. Yeah. So Coach Latoya, guys, is really talking about that uh, mindset bucket, right? And our six steps to growing as a runner and just having that proper why you are training or about to run this half marathon and just, you know, not being resentful and dreading every single run that you're going out there for. Um, so I love that. I hope you are enjoying this episode and it is providing value for you. I wanted to take a brief moment to share a story of a real runner like you who is struggling with a common problem that you may be facing. Here is one of our athletes who got the guidance, support, and accountability from our Healthy Runner coaching team to get clarity and structure on the six steps to growing as a runner with personalized strength, nutrition, and run plans. I hope their story inspires you that there is hope to either get over your running injury or to continue getting faster or running longer so you can continue to get in those mental clearing miles and enjoy your running journey again. Here is their inspiring story. Hey everyone. So I just wanted to jump on here and talk about uh, my experience working with Dwayne and his team for Healthy Runner Coaching. Um... So about the time of the COVID pandemic, I was running kind of casually every once in a while. Um, but after my classes at the gym got canceled, I decided, hey, like this is the perfect time to get back into running. And uh, I just, you know, kind of ramped up on my own. And 
it it went okay um but i had some injuries starting to creep in um i got it band syndrome um which is actually how i came across Dwayne and his podcast um i found an episode where he was talking about it band syndrome and he recommended some exercises um that i started utilizing right away and within a few weeks um it was totally better and i was on my way again training um and i trained and ran a 10k and then i was um gonna do a half marathon four weeks after that and uh it was kind of a a quick ramp up for me having you know not run those distances um really ever <laughs> never gotten into longer longer distances before I did cross country in high school but just had never gotten to that level but um and I decided to buy new shoes and then immediately do my first 10 mile run in them and I ended up with um a lot of foot pain and you know Dwayne's podcast had helped me before and I decided to reach out to Dwayne for help because at that point I just wasn't sure like I've got this race in like two weeks am I even going to be able to run it um so I met with Dwayne and he helped me out and I had a great race um and then after that decided to do coaching um and I did half marathon training with with Dwayne um and then kept going and also did half marathon and marathon training with coach Lou um and it was really fantastic for me um just as a really busy person having someone else put together the plan and also the resources if I start to have any pain or injuries start to creep in um like having having that strength plan was definitely really helpful for me um and I just ran a half marathon a few weeks ago, which was really similar to the half marathon that I ran right after meeting Dwayne for the first time that I had trained for basically on my own. Um, and it was about seven minutes faster than that one. Um, and so I've, I've seen huge improvements working with Dwayne and his team and honestly just had a really great experience. I hope sharing that story inspired you and provided you some hope. If you want the one-on-one structure, accountability, and support from our Healthy Runner coaching team of experts, check out the behind-the-scenes video tour of our signature coaching program you just heard about, including other stories from runners who are just like you and were struggling with the same sticking points before they signed up for our program. Just head to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com to learn more and book your strategy call with me today. Now let's get back into this episode. All right. So if I can kind of, I believe, summarize uh, just, you know, the things that is going to be a red light, you know, if you're questioning whether or not you should run this half marathon, if you're having major injury, major joint pain, definitely don't run it. If you haven't trained consistently for at least 12 weeks, definitely don't run it. You know, no jumping into 
a race like two weeks out and be like, oh, let me run a half marathon. And actually, that actually brings up a, a thing I heard is like, it's kind of a trending thing on TikTok, apparently. Um, I'm not on TikTok, but, uh, you know, it's like people is just to jump in half marathons or marathons and just to like say they're cool and they did it. Oh. Um, again, oh. <laughs> what's the purpose? Um, you know, it, if you, just because you see, and I guess the biggest problem I have with that is not the fact that people want to just kind of do audacious goals and like accomplish them. I, I think it is people seeing stories of that and normalizing that behavior and thinking to themselves, well, if they did it, I can do it too. Absolutely. And if they did it, that means it's right. Right. So I think we can see that in many social contexts <laughs> of our world today. Um, you know, it doesn't mean it's right if someone did do it. Um, so I guess that's my only issue with it, uh, is, is people doing that. Um, so, or if your coach says not to run, uh, the race and they really feel strongly about you not running this race. And then if it's really, uh, making, you know, the training for it, thinking about running the race is just making you like resent running and it's stressing you out more than anything, or you're getting like angry, um, then don't run the race. Did I hit all the points that you mentioned? Love it. You got them all. Yes, you did. All right. I'm a good note taker here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Finally. So if um, someone's not going to run the race, um, what does that mean? Or um, if someone was maybe questioning and they were signing up for half marathon, are there things that they can do to minimize um, the pain of having to cancel and not run a race? So there are some things that we can do. We can defer the race. We can, we have my mascot. I have to just say it. We have a dog in the background. Our, our spark unofficial mascot <laughs> there we go. is clearly ready to attack. And maybe you guys have seen him on a, spot, a podcast or not. Maybe you haven't. It's my four pound chihuahua. Yes, I have a four pound chihuahua in the background barking. This is real life with Coach Latoya on a podcast, guys. <laughs> disrupting the flow. This is why I run to run off the crazy. The four pound dog thinks he's going to attack the dog outside. Sorry guys. All right. That was not part of the plan, but sometimes (laughs) that happens in life and we adjust and pivot. (laughs) Just like we we have to adjust and pivot in training, right? This is uh, real, real talk with coach. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have thunk? Yes. Thank you. My four pound Ileano. Not so sure we were talking about possibly deferring a yes. race, right? Like, yeah. so you might not only need to like cancel, lose all your money, you can actually defer to next year, perhaps, or even if that race company has another race, maybe they would let you run their other half marathon that's maybe in a different season, right? So, yeah, I mean, because you've got a red light doesn't mean life is over. Again, we're, we're pivoting, we're adjusting, we're coming back. Defer your race. Maybe maybe it's not a deferral you need. Maybe it's a drop down and the 13.1 isn't right for you, but the 10K is, or maybe it's the 5K. So we still get the level of engagement. We still get the run in. You still feel accomplished and you, you still were able to, to complete that. So the deferral is definitely an option and the deferral buys you time. And that's what we need when we're training. We need time. Look to a, a race out. Get the bang for your money. If you get the bang for your buck, if you can defer, that's the right thing to do. So some people who sign up for races also consider 
uh, this is something new now. I don't think they had this when I first started running race insurance. Oh yeah. Um, It's like the new thing now. Every single race, no matter what distance. (laughs) Yeah. No matter what the distance, exactly. You you can tack on a few extra dollars, read the fine print. It, it, It doesn't get you out of the race because you, you, you broke a fingernail, but it does, you know, give you your, your money back or again, guarantee that you get to defer it or move it through to, to another uh, a race. There are some stipulations with each insurance provider's race state insurance. So read the fine print before you buy the five, 10, 15, $25, whatever it is that you may not use. But if there's a chance that you may not run that race, the insurance is for you. You have, um, I, I don't know, I can personally think I, I thought I wasn't going to be able to run the, the, the Hartford Half Marathon last a year before last when my mom was sick. I, I, was I going to have to be in the hospital with her? That was, would be one reason. If I have some uncertain uh, timelines ahead of me, travel for work, that's a big one that I would be considering. If I'm not sure if I travel and I'm going to be out of state or out of town, Maybe I, I don't want to lose my money. I'm going to put the insurance on it and take my chances. I'm still going to train, but I, I'm not going to just call it a, a loss. Um, the, the only thing with the insurance is you have to read the fine print, and, and, and it's not always we, weather-specific. I mean, we have to have certain weather inclement, inclements to, to even qualify for that. But it, it's, it's an option, so you don't lose your money, still have your skin in the game, and can just buy yourself some additional time to get you out there, get you ready and, and keep at it. It doesn't have to be, I'm going to run this race no matter what. I've had every single red light coach Latoya talked about, but I paid $65 for that run and I'm going to run it because I don't want to lose my money. Not the smartest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. And I would say if someone was considering that, what's the cost of not running for the next three months Ooh. because you're seriously injured, right? Is that worth $65? Like talk about those you told co-pays. me I couldn't run for like the next <laughs> two months. Right. Or yeah, exactly. If I had to go see a medical provider and either pay my high deductible plan, right. Or your copay for treatment, um, it's gonna be a heck of a lot more than 65 bucks. Right. Uh, so yes, uh, put it in perspective there. Um, so I love it. So it gives us an option and it doesn't totally have to be such a downer that you hit that, you know, stop sign. Do not pass go. Um, do not collect $200. Um, (laughs) The red light turned okay. green. Red light turned green because you deferred and took advantage of the insurance and can move it around. So there you go. It wasn't red forever. All right. All right. So, all right. So we got that red light scenario where we're not running the race. What is your yellow light scenario where we're really going to move forward with caution? What are some of those things that you think about um, in terms of like, should I be running this half marathon? I think the yellow light for me is a lot of mental concern and not so much physical. There is a little bit of physical in there. When, when I have a somebody move with caution, that doesn't mean stop moving. We're just moving with caution. We're, we're paying more attention. And some of those things that make us feel, sometimes we need to get out of our feelings. And that's where a coach can come into perspective and say, hey, you're in your feelings. Nope, you can do this. Or no, no, you can't do it. Your feelings are right. So. Some of those would be you had some illness. You were you were sick for for maybe a week. You missed some some of your runs, not all of your, but you can still get your training in. That's still an option. Absolutely. 
I, I think people get a little nervous. They're like, oh, I fell back on my training. I was sick for, for three days. I had the stomach bug. It's all right. We'll get you back on the horse. That's not the big picture in 12 weeks. It's really not that that bad. And if it's at the end of the of the race, maybe that's a, ben- a little bit of a benefit because you're going to have some fresher legs. You needed the time off. I, I try to spin it around so you don't have to feel as bad. Yes, you should still run the race if you had a few days of missed runs. Absolutely, you should. All right. So if we've missed some runs, um, it's only some runs, right? It, it's it's not going to change your total level of fitness and preparedness. Um, and if you're just thinking from a mental standpoint that you're starting to question whether you're ready, right? Or you don't think you're ready and you're just a little bit anxious about the actual race, then this would be more in the yellow light category? Absolutely yellow light. It's not taking anything away from you. And your fitness really doesn't degrade over a a couple days off. Um, It's going to take a lot longer than that. And I think you're going to find when you come back from those few days off, you might have a little more pep in your step. Maybe you you, you needed them and that's your body was telling you some things. Uh, so take it and, and run it up the flagpole. If those days off were beneficial, you're still running and you're feeling good, but you've now got some injuries and aches that are still there. Let's reevaluate that again. Maybe we need to look at that or, or maybe we need to say, okay, these aches are there but I can work through them and they're not getting worse. They're getting better. And I'm, I'm, this is where a coach comes in. I'm seeking counsel to say, Hey, what do you think? Where the coach might say, take an extra day off, but I I don't need the extra day off, but you do. It's not the end of the world. We're going to stay ahead of it now so we can stay moving cautiously so we can continue to move forward. But if we don't pay attention then it turns into that major joint problem. We go back to that red light. We don't want to do that. So again, that's in your head. You're, you, you take the extra day. Pay attention to the ache. Doesn't mean all is lost and you should stop running. No, let's modify some things. Let's back down. Let's change volume and load and keep you moving forward. And that's all part of the training too. Right. And yeah, so this is like our minor injury or even our ache and pain or niggle um, that we might experience where yeah, we might need to modify some of your training, but it doesn't mean we need to, you know, bag the race because you've had some Achilles discomfort or because your IT band started hurting for a couple of days, right? It, it is a matter of, okay, how, what are we going to do right now? Are we taking a day off? Are we giving you two extra rest days? Are we taking away speed work, giving you an easy run? Are we dropping mileage, right? There's so many variables that a run coach can kind of manipulate are we starting to implement said exercise for that condition, right? That's where we take some action here and we're proceeding with caution. I like it. It's under the yellow light category. We're being cautious. And and that caution pays off when you don't hyper-focus on it. I I have some athletes who really hyper-focus on certain parts of their body and certain issues. And I'm like, Take a breath. It's just part of the training. You just had a heavy leg day on your strength training, and you went out and had a, a, a midweek long run. You should feel tired. You should feel a little achy after that. You just hit phase two in the training cycle. Yeah, you're going to feel a little achy and sore. 
you can still run. This is not an indicator of whether you can run 13.1 miles, even if it's closer to race day. If it's at the beginning of the training, that makes sense to feel a little nervous. But at the end, it's okay if you still feel a little sore. Doesn't mean all is lost and your training's going downhill. We get into these whirlwinds in our heads sometimes, and we just need to take a breath, regroup, yellow light, we're going to keep moving. Doesn't mean stop. Going. Absolutely. Gotcha. Um, any other things that you want to add for yellow light items or do we hit them all? So the, the yellow light, one thing is your long runs didn't go like you thought they should. Some of your long runs were horrible. Again, it's part of the training. Not every long run has to be a success. You should feel tired after some of them. You shouldn't feel exhausted and miserable. You should be able to bounce back in a day with that recovery run, maybe two, depending upon what it is. That doesn't mean you're not fit for the distance and you just can't handle it. You're, you're too tired after eight miles or 10 miles. You've got it. Move cautiously forward. You're getting stronger. Trust yourself. Trust the process. You can get through 13.1 miles. Absolutely, you can. Mm-hmm. All right. So if, yeah, some of those long runs didn't go exactly, they didn't feel great, um, didn't go as planned. Maybe you had to add some walking intervals in there. Maybe your legs felt heavy. Maybe, um, you know, you had some GI discomfort. Maybe, right. There's so many things that can happen on a long run. Weather was terrible. Dew point was high, right? Like there's so many variables here. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't run the race is what you're saying. You're, you're, you can find so much strength knowing that you survived that, that poor long run and the next run was better because you adjusted and you learned from whatever happened in that poor run. Maybe you needed more food before you run. Maybe you needed more fuel or water. Maybe, maybe you don't run at five o'clock in the morning for your long run. Maybe you have to wait till the afternoon. So we just learn, adjust, pivot, keep moving, not stop. You got that. You All got right. 13.1. I love it. So yeah, what last category here, uh, green light, green means go, right? It's go time. We you know, what are it. the things that, you know, you hear from clients or other runners that, um, they tell you and, you know, maybe they're nervous and they're like, you know, am I actually ready to run this half marathon? Should I run this half marathon? And you're like, Psh, of course you are. Like that's a green light item. Like you're going to be totally fine. Um, what are those like variables and what would you consider kind of green light? And yeah, let's, let's go rock this half. All right. So you've done your training, <clears throat> you've done your strength training, you, you've practiced the long run, got the sneakers figured out and you are just sitting there a, a week out, two weeks out, even, even before your taper during the tapers, when I usually see this come up is I, I'm nervous and I don't think I can do this. I am not sure. You're, you're just uncertain. But if you stop, reflect, and see where you've come from 12 weeks of training, 16 weeks of training, whatever it is that you have, and look forward to, to fast forward to where you are now, you are absolutely ready. And I'm thrilled you're nervous. I'm thrilled that you're not sure you can do it because that means you're excited. That means you want this and you want to get after it. If you didn't feel nervous or if you're a seasoned runner, some people feel less nervous during race day, but if you still didn't feel anxious or can I really do 13.1? Can I do this? Um, 
I would tell you, maybe this isn't for you. Maybe this race isn't for you. Maybe, maybe you want to reevaluate while you're running. If you just were like, eh, it's another 13.1, no big deal, whatever. That, that, then, then go run your race. That's fine. But I want you to be nervous. I want you to be excited. I want you to have that zest for the, the calming of everything you've been training for. So if you're feeling nervous, not sure you can do it, done what you needed to do in the training, then yeah, you're ready. Take those nervous butterflies, harness them and let them out during the 13.1 and, and let them out. Not all at once. You don't want to start your fast, your uh, first marathon off too fast. That's it. We'll talk about your strategy there with your coach, but let those butterflies go. And I've used that as an analogy. Let the butterflies go slowly during the course. Let them all out and help you cross the finish line. All right. So even if you're kind of second guessing yourself and just getting some of that pre-race anxiety, some of that is normal, right? And all of everyone experiences it to a certain degree. Uh, heck, you know, I've definitely been there before. Um, we all experience a certain element and just knowing that that is you actually, it's your body's natural response to you actually getting excited for the event and, you know, not shying away from that. And thinking about number one, you know, if it is getting excessive and it is, uh, you know, we've done episodes on kind of race anxiety before and mindset before races. Um, so you can check out those previous episodes on some strategies and really doubling down on some self-care strategies. But it doesn't mean that your training isn't ready for you to tackle the half marathon, right? Like you've put in the body of work, like the hay is in the barn, as they say. And, you know, you've, you've put the work in. And if you've done the work, if you've done the strength training, like you mentioned, if you've done the runs, like you've mentioned, um, if you have a strategy going into the race, and we do have a race day strategy and a blueprint and a freebie that I'll link in the show notes if you don't know this already on how to actually run a half marathon with the proper strategy because it is a kind of the sixth step to growing as a runner is actually implementing a smart and effective strategy. Um, so I'll definitely link that in the show notes. Um, but it, it is just kind of feeling that uncertainty. Like if that's what you're feeling and you're nervous and uncertain, am I going to be able to complete this? Am I going to be able to tackle 13.1 miles? Oh my goodness. I didn't run 13 miles in training. Oh my goodness. Maybe you didn't even run a 12 miler in training. Like you will be able to finish the half marathon if you've been doing all the things coach Latoya said, and you've been training for that 12 week time period. Um, anything you want to add to that at all? I, I think that's the nail on the head. It's, it's just taking all that you've prepped and, and done and knowing it's coming to fruition makes new runners and seasoned runners all have that same angst. And, and I think that's something to think about no matter how seasoned you are as a runner, we still all have those first day jitters, especially if it's a new race you've never run before. It takes you right back to being uh right where you are as a, as a runner listening to this for your first time prepping for a half marathon, it, it all comes back and it never goes away and you never want it to go away because that's your love of running. You're enjoying it and we want you to do that. And you can just see how strong you are when you cross that 13.1 uh, finish line. The doubt just goes right away. It, it's there. You There's something that just 
it depends on what part of the race it is. It just falls away. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm really doing this. I'm going to do this. I am doing this. I am doing this. And I did it when you cross the finish line. That is one of the best feelings. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. So guys, I hope, um, you know, this was helpful for you. And really what Coach Latoya kind of covered today is helping you in your decision-making process on whether or not you should run this half marathon uh, on your calendar or you're considering signing up and providing this like decision-making tree essentially and making an informed decision and trying to base it on variables such as like training, strength training. Is it nerves? Is it mindset? And really taking those factors into play and do they fit in kind of the red light where you're going to stop do not pass go do not run this race it will eventually become a green light let's just be patient hold off or you know what you can run this race but let's let's provide a little caution here right let's let's kind of you know lean off off the gas pedal you know don't have like that you know lead foot and like full speed ahead and go, go, go. Like, let's take a little caution, maybe take a little step back, modify a couple things, maybe in training, maybe seek out medical professional for something that's kind of starting to be a minor injury, but we could still run that race. Or you know what? Like you've put the body of work in and it's the green light scenario. And you know what? Let's proceed forward. Like you are going to run 13.1 and you are going to feel darn good about it. And you're going to be proud of yourself and you know, you're going to make yourself proud, right? And you're doing it for the right reasons. You're doing it for yourself because you wanted to challenge yourself. You wanted to do hard things and you have the right why and you're grounded in your approach. You're grounded in your training. You've been putting the work in and you are ready for this moment. So you can do it, guys. Hopefully, yeah, this was helpful. I think this is going to be helpful for um, many folks in our community, Coach. And yeah, thank you for sharing this. And honestly, you know, I never thought of it like that, tell you the truth. And I just love this framework um, that you you kind of uh, brainstormed and came up with. And if you guys want to hear more, you know, from Coach Latoya and some of her previous trainings, I'm going to link in the show notes all of the previous trainings we've done. Um, so you can get like topics such as mindset, race tapering, marathon training for beginners, um, how to do the easy run, um, mastering that. Um, she's done so much and she does such a wonderful job in our group coaching community. So you know, depending upon the time of the season you're you're listening to this, um, we do usually run twice a year. Um, it's like a open enrollment just for a week, so we only do it twice a year. Our group training for half marathon distance, so it's only specific for the half marathon, and you know that has been a very successful program, and we've helped many many athletes conquer thirteen point one or get a PR right run it feel strong, feel confident, like actually finish strong for their half marathon. So you can check that out on our website, um, sparkhealthyrunner.com, see if our enrollment is open. But if you're thinking times of the year, typically we will have that open enrollment in January for like an April half marathon. And then also in 
June, July period for a fall half marathon. So keep us in mind if you're interested in that. And if you're running a half marathon at different times of the year, we always work with athletes, probably like half the athletes that we work with in our one-on-one coaching program are running a half marathon distance. And that's really our signature coaching program, which is really personalized, totally customized to you, your lifestyle, like really, really provide that support, guidance, and direction on what you need to focus on in your training to be able to crush a half marathon. So if you want to schedule a strategy call with myself, then you can get the um, link to that in the show notes, and we'll see if you're a good fit to work with Coach Latoya or anyone on our team who is the best fit for you. Um, Or you can just go to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash coaching. And then don't forget, guys, download your freebie for your race day blueprint so you can crush your half marathon and have a smart strategy, as well as get your checklist on what you need to bring to the race, as well as your timeline and what you need to do the morning of the race. So you can just take that cognitive you know, workload off your brain and you just focus on actually running the race. Uh, Coach, thank you so much for coming on today. It is always a blast to chat uh, running and half marathon distances. And I was actually thinking about this. You're probably the person that I've run the most half marathons with. Yeah, I think you're right. (laughs) Right, like we just ran the half together in June. We've run Hartford half together like many times. Um, Yeah, I think I've definitely done the most half marathon races with you. I, I, I'm going to count. I'm going to, I'm going to figure out how many we have. I'm probably pushing five, six, seven, maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. that many. I think so. Maybe I eight. Know. I, I think know. we have the most post race picks together. That we do. That we do. We have a lot of metal picks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else that you want to share before you hop off? I, I, I'm just so thankful that you guys are, are listening to this and planning ahead. So you don't have to see the red light. You can see those yellow. Yellow is where you're you're working through. Green light is going to be inevitable if you trust the process, trust the plan, give yourself enough time. You will see 13.1 miles before you know it. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's always a blast catching up. Appreciate it. And thank you to the listener, guys. You guys are what make the show happen. You're the, you're the reason it's been going 193 episodes is because you actually tune in every week and you also share the podcast with running friends of yours. Um, so wherever you're listening to this, copy the link, share it, whether you're watching on the Spark um, Healthy Runner YouTube channel or you're listening on the podcast, on Apple, on Spotify. And we always love the rating and reviews. That means the world to us. It just helps our podcast get pushed out to other runners who are searching for topics just like this, right? And that's what we do. We share a lot of value on this podcast and actionable steps. And if we've helped you at all, that's all we ask is share it with a running friend of yours. That is my ask um, for you. And I would greatly appreciate that. As always, let's maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and let's just keep on running. Until next time. Bye. Guys. Yeah. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Healthy Runner Podcast, where we help you get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. If you found this content valuable, here's five ways we can help you grow as a runner for free. One, grab a free copy of our six steps to growing as a runner framework at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash grow. Two, 
follow our Instagram page at Spark Healthy Runner. Three, join our free group by searching Healthy Runner in Facebook. Four, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Spark Healthy Runner. Five, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more experts in the running field and bring those lessons and trainings back here right to you. Don't forget, hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or the follow button on Spotify so you don't miss the next episode of Healthy Runner so you can maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and just keep running. Lastly, if you've been struggling with the constant injury cycle, not eating the right foods for running, or not getting faster as a runner, and you are ready to invest in becoming a lifelong injury-free runner, head to sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash coaching to apply for a one-on-one signature coaching program. Thank you again. I really, truly mean it from the bottom of my heart that I appreciate you for listening and sharing this podcast with a running friend who can use the help. Now go and crush your run today. See you next week.